Hey everyone, it's Jordan Stoltz. Welcome back to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. This is episode number 32, a workout Wednesday where I'm talking all about squats and all about squat mobility, the importance of hip mobility, ankle mobility, shoulder mobility, and how that can translate into your squat and why you need to be doing squats. Today's episode is brought to you by you, the listeners. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for reviewing the podcast on iTunes. When you review, you are entered to win a free mini band, courtesy of me. And also, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for helping it grow, for helping the Triple F podcast reach more people, and for my message to reach more people. I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate every one of you listening and taking the time out of your day to listen to me. Thank you, and let's get down to it. Episode number 32 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz. I'm back with an episode, Workout Wednesday today. Workout Wednesday. Today, I am talking all about squat mobility and how to improve that, right? There's a lot of components of it, and a lot of people don't have a good squat, and it's a very important exercise. So I'm going to be going over all of that in today's episode. I have a great lineup of episodes coming up in the next week or two, a lot of listener questions. Now, I have three or four episodes coming up. Probably the next three or four will be all listener questions. And if you have a question on fitness, food, or something from Motivation Monday on life or anything personal you want to ask me, head on over to triplefpodcast.com. Leave a comment on any episode that'll go to my email so I can see that question. You can also use the contact button on that site. Just leave a comment, ask your question, and I'll answer it on the show. You could also comment on any social media platform, Fitness, Food, and Freedom on Facebook and Instagram, fitness.food.freedom. Lots of other social media channels you can use, but those are the best ones. Ask any question that comes on the show, make an episode out of it, or just make a Q&A episode with short-form questions and answers. That's kind of the format I want to get to, and hopefully you guys take advantage of that so you can get your questions answered. Today's show, like I said, is about squats. Let's get down to it. I am talking about one exercise for this entire episode today. I'm talking about squat mobility, and I wanted to start out why you should be doing squats and the benefit of squats. So the first one is obvious is that it's a great leg exercise, right? If you look up anything as far as articles are concerned, look up magazines, look up, you know, professional advice, everyone's going to recommend squats for leg growth, for leg strength. That's because it's a superior exercise to others. Now, there can be different variations of the squat. It doesn't have to be a barbell on your back going up and down, but any kind of squat movement, that's just the kind of movement that's going to stimulate leg growth. Not only that, but if you do the squat, you're including a lot of muscles in your whole body. And that's not just going to stimulate leg growth. 
it's going to stimulate growth hormone in your entire body, which basically means your whole body's going to grow, right? If that's what you're after, your whole body's going to be worked. So if you're in a calorie deficit, you're really getting a bang for your buck exercise where your whole body's going to be worked, your core is going to be on, your legs are obviously working, but your upper back is going to be engaged, your entire body is just working as one chain. It's a basic human movement that everyone should be able to do. I mean, it's a total body lift. You're linking all your muscle groups together, all of the fundamental human movements together, which is why it's so important. You can see a lot from someone's squat if they have tight hips, tight shoulders, tight ankles, uh, weak core, weak legs, weak glutes. You can see a lot from one squat, and that's usually like one of my favorite, one of my favorite benchmarks as a personal trainer is just seeing a person's squat. Is it improving? Is the mobility getting better? You can really prescribe a lot of corrective exercise just from seeing a couple squats from a client the first time you see them. That's one reason why squats are very beneficial. It's not all about leg growth. It's really about the movements, right? Which is why the, which is why the mobility is so important. If you can't squat well, if you, you know, have tight hips, tight ankles, for example, that's going to translate into other parts of your life. If you can squat well and you have that mobility, you have that depth, you can squat low, you can squat with nice loose hips, and you can keep your core tight the whole time. Those things, I mean, that's useful for your daily life, right? Keeping your core engaged is useful, and being able to be mobile is useful. So that's some benefits of squats, why really everyone should be doing them. Don't skip leg day, yes, but don't skip your squats. Even if your goal is not bigger legs, or even if your goal is not really strength in that area, do some kind of squats. There's lots of variations, and they are very beneficial for really just overall movement health. What makes a good squat? I'm talking about squat mobility, squat form. So what is good squat form? Well, you know the movement of the squat, right? Where you're standing up, you basically sit back and you're squatting down, right? It's like I said, it's a fundamental human movement. I mean, babies do it while they play and, you know, people sit in squats in other countries. It's just a very fundamental movement. So you know what I'm talking about, but there are some things that make one squat better than another squat. One of these is that your toes are forward. Now, this is something you can see in a squat. You can also see it walking around, right? If you see someone walking with their toes pointed out, so they're, I don't know, not necessarily bow-legged, but maybe they're walking with their toes pointing, uh, let's say, like 2 o'clock and 10 o'clock positions instead of at the 12 o'clock straight forward positions. You know they probably have tight hips, okay? That's one thing you can address. So if your toes, if you start with your feet going forward, which is how you want your squat, maybe slightly turned out, you squat down and if you know, by your third or fourth rep, your feet are turned out even more, then you have hip hip mobility problems, right? You're trying to compensate, your body's trying to compensate for your tight hips by opening up those hips more by turning your feet out. You don't want your feet sticking way out, you just want them forward and then slightly turned, barely. That's the first thing that makes a good squat is if the toes stay f- relatively forward Second one is if your knees stay behind your toes, this is a very common cue for coaches. It's a very common, it's a very common uh, 
coaching technique to tell people to you know sit on their heels and keep their knees behind their toes so you're not leaning forward you're not pushing your knees past your toes so you're not putting all that weight on your knee and this is important for knee health but it also shows some mobility things now that could be hip hip mobility if you can't get your hips back far enough and you have to compensate by leaning forward with your knees you're using your knees instead of your hips so you're compensating by not using your hips at all Second, it could be ankle mobility. So if you can imagine the squat where you're squatting down, if your knees are behind your if your knees are behind your toes, it's going to require a lot more ankle mobility than if you're just letting your heels come up and your knees track way forward. It's maybe an awkward position for some people to sit back on their heels, but that is a good squat. And that's where the point you want to get to eventually you're going to protect your knees, protect your hips, protect your back and work on that mobility. Another thing that's important is a neutral spine. Okay. Not, not rounded and not arched. So neither one of those extremes, but straight, you want it like a board on your back. If you can't keep a neutral spine, if you have a curl at the end of your squat, that could mean a hip mobility problem could mean a hamstring mobility problem. And if you have a hard time uh, keeping your back arched enough through the whole squat, it could be even shoulder mobility where you can't keep your hands on the bar behind you. So you're compensating by rounding your back to get that bar in a more, in a more stable position for your body. Now you can see, you know, this might be kind of confusing. It might be a lot of information, But really the point here is that you can see a lot from a squat, that a lot of things make up a good squat, and if these things are missing in somebody's squat, you can prescribe corrective exercise for that. It's a very good diagnostic tool. If your squat's not deep enough, so a good squat would be deep, which would mean basically hamstrings touching calves, in my opinion, you know, you definitely want to get below 90 degrees. No, it's not bad for your knees to go that deep. It's actually better for them. And if you have good form, you shouldn't even be feeling it on your knees. A deep squat is a good squat. That's probably the part people struggle with the most would be getting low enough. And I, if you haven't been squatting regularly, I guarantee you, you can't squat very low just with your body weight. So you really have to work on that hip mobility, ankle mobility, and shoulder mobility to get yourself deep and with good form. I want to start from... The ankle. When I'm talking about mo- when I talk about the mobility, so ankle mobility is very important for the squat, and it's very often overlooked because the hips are what feels tight, right? If you squat down and you feel you know a little tug or something, that's going to be in your hips, maybe your hamstrings. You're going to have that tight muscles up there. However, your ankle is very important, and ankle mobility. If you have a lack of that, that can really mess up your squat. That can really hurt your knees because your heels are going to be trying to come off the ground to compensate. Now, there's a few techniques that you can use to improve ankle mobility. I'll give you three of them right now. Number one, wall drills, where basically you are, your hands are against a wall and your ankle is ahead of you. So you're in like a split stance with your hands against the wall like you're trying to push the wall forward. Now, from there, you can just really work the different ranges of motion of your ankle. So you're going to rock your body forward, make that ankle, keep that heel down, make that ankle work. 
rock it forward and back, forward and back, and then you can kind of go to the left and back, left and back, right and back, right and back. Work all those different ranges while keeping your heel on the ground. That's really going to work specifically your ankle mobility. Number two, you could also do some calf stretches. So if your ankles are tight, it could be coming from tight calves. So do some calf stretches, same kind of position against the wall. Just put one foot way out behind you, stretch that calf. Maybe you want to put your toes up on the wall, heel on the ground and lean forward. That'll stretch your calf. Do any kind of the bottom of a calf raise is really going to stretch your calf on stairs, on piece of weightlifting equipment, on anything. Number three, your Achilles tendon, that could be what's keeping you tight. A lot of people will have a tight Achilles tendon. Women, for example, uh, if you wear high heels a lot, you're going to have, you know, if you think about your heel being way up off the ground like that, you're going to have a shortened Achilles all day and you're going to have a shortened calf all day. Now, that, you know, is fine for dressing up, but it is going to cause in the long term, if you wear them every day and you wear them a lot of times, it's going to cause tight ankles and it's going to cause a shortened Achilles, shortened calf muscles, which are basically another word for tight. So one way to do this is to just roll this area. You can use many different tools, foam rollers, lacrosse balls, specialized tools, uh, like a, uh, Rogue Fitness has one called the Battle Star, I think. And you can roll the Achilles. So basically, let's say you're using a foam roller to keep it easy. So you're putting your the back of your ankle on the foam roller. Now you're not rolling forward and back. You're going to rock your ankle side to side. So you're going to be going right over that Achilles tendon. That's not going to feel super good, but it's definitely going to help free up that ankle and help free up that calf muscle. You might have to do this drill before your workouts when you do squats. Stuff Jordan loves. I want to do a quick Stuff Jordan loves in this episode because I already mentioned the thing that I love, which is the Battle Star. And this is a tool by Rogue Fitness. You can visit them roguefitness.com. I've mentioned them before. Uh, the Battle Star is a great tool for mobility and for rolling. So I'm a big fan of rolling your muscles and mobility work. However, Foam rolling usually isn't enough. The foam roller can get kind of soft. It can get kind of squishy. And you're not really going to get that pressure point effect. And you're not going to get any kind of skin gripping effect where you're really working that area you're rolling. Now with the Battle Star, it's ridged. So it has these little bumps and ridges. So when you roll your muscles over it, you're going to have that kind of effect where you're gripping and then letting go. It's also a really grippy surface. So you're going to be gripping the skin. You can twist on it. And, you know, it's really handy because it rolls as well. It's very firm. It's really going to loosen up your muscles. And just like I was talking about the Achilles tendon drill, the Battle Star is a great tool to accomplish this. They come in different sizes. You can get the big one, the little one uh, for the ankles i recommend the little one and you can really accomplish a lot of mobility work with just this one tool and it's pretty portable as well that's my stuff jordan loves today rogue fitness battle star stuff jordan loves workout wednesday i talked about ankles that's kind of an underrated place for mobility another underrated place to work on for mobility for squat mobility is your shoulders. Now, you might not think shoulder mobility has a lot to do with a leg exercise, but if you're doing your classic barbell squat where the bar is on your back, it's behind you, shoulder mobility has a ton to do with that. 
okay? Like I said, if your shoulders aren't mobile enough, you can't squeeze your shoulder blades behind you. Thus, you can't keep your back very tight and you're going to round forward. You're not going to be able to keep as tight of a core if your shoulders can't squeeze the bar behind you. There's a few drills that I like for shoulder mobility. I'll give you those. I'll give you three for the shoulder mobility. Start incorporating these as well. Dislocations. So I think I've gone over these before, actually, where you're holding a band about shoulder width apart, and you're going to go over your head to behind your body and then forward again. So you're going to be basically making arm half arm circles with the band. Now, this is a great way to use a mini band, probably my favorite mini band exercise for shoulder mobility. You actually get a little blood flow in your shoulders. So if you have sore shoulders, this will help warm them up. And this is one reason I love the mini bands, which is what I give away for the iTunes reviews. Second exercise is to roll the whole shoulder girdle. So, you know, the front of the shoulder, back of the shoulder, side of the shoulder, maybe even the top. And there, try to get those rotator cuff muscles. Get it all rolled out. Get those tight muscles worked on. It's just like a massage, only you can do it yourself. You can use a tennis ball for this. You can use a lacrosse ball if you are a little more intense and you can stand that you can use specialized balls like yoga tuna balls you can even use the battle star like i talked about before form rollers kind of work but you're not going to get the same pinpointed rolling as you could with a ball number three is to really not really a specific exercise but just more of a long-term goal to keep your shoulders balanced which i talked about before about pulling more than pressing right so do more horizontal pulls and horizontal presses so more rows than presses basically and you're going to want to work the back of your shoulder because the front of your shoulder gets a ton of work in your life think about it I mean, you do most of your work probably with your arms in front of you. So you're getting a lot of that motion, but not much behind you, not much about bringing your hands behind you. So do a lot of rear delt work, a lot of uh, face pulls, a lot of band pulls to your face, a lot of band pull-aparts. There's a lot of great exercises for the rear delts. You can look those up online as well or ask me questions about them. Those are my favorite shoulder mobility exercises. A lot of these are more long-term, so doing these, unlike the ankle mobility drills, you won't really be able to loosen up your shoulders that quickly as far as doing it right right before you squat. You're going to have to work on this long-term. You're going to have to do these every day until you have the range of motion in your shoulders. Ankles, you can do before the squats and free up that range of motion. Shoulders, you got to work on that, man. And now the big one, hips. I've mentioned this when I was talking about the benefits of squats, what makes a good squat. A lot of the problem with people's squats is tight hips. If they can't get down deep enough, if the knees go forward, if your toes point too far out, all of this will show you have tight hips. It could be the groin muscles. It could be your hip flexors. Most commonly, it's your hip flexors. And there's several ways to fix this, right? I'm going to go over a lot of these. Some of these can be done before you work on your squats, but they should be done almost every day. And this is a long-term goal, right? We sit all the time and the sitting is really tightening up our hips. You think about the high heel example I gave where you have your heel raised, that's shortening that Achilles tendon. Same thing when we're sitting, it's shortening our hip flexor, which is making us tight in the hips, which is impeding our ability to squat well. Number one technique though for 
hip mobility is to practice squatting. If you haven't really squatted before, it's going to be very hard. You're going to have very tight hips and it's, you know, it's not going to feel good. So best way is to squat. Squat every day if you need to. Don't do it with heavy weights, of course, every day, but get some kind of squat. Body weight squats, dumbbell squats, goblet squats, barbell squats, front squats, overhead squats. There's so many different variations. And just practicing is going to get you that range of motion, get you more comfortable in that range of motion. You can push it a little farther every day. There's no way to get better at something, no better way to get better at something than just practicing it. And that's where squatting can come in. Just practice the squat. Your hip mobility will improve just by doing that movement. Next is a actually specific hip stretch. Um, You can do a hip flexor stretch, which I'm not going to try to describe with just audio. It's definitely a video kind of thing. But I do want to touch on one exercise that I really think is good for stretching the inside of the hips, the groin muscles, and getting you in that deep squat position, which you can do right right before your squats. It's called the bootstrapper squats. Okay? So the bootstrapper squat, I'm going to use a kettlebell for this example. Hold a kettlebell in front of you in the goblet position. So you have it basically pinned against your chest, and you're standing straight up squat down into the deepest squat you can get that kettlebell the heavier it is actually the easier it's going to be to get lower because that's going to be pushing you down with that extra weight you're in that deep squat and from there you're not going to stand up out of the squat that kettlebell stays down close to the ground however you're going to straighten your knees okay so you're getting into basically a hamstring stretch it's called a bootstrapper because the kettlebell is going to be going up and down the length of your foot. So you're squatting down and your butt's going to be going up and down in the air by straightening and bending your knees. So you're going deep squat, hamstring stretch, deep squat, hamstring stretch, and you repeat that like 10 times. Great stretch. You can look that up. It's called a kettlebell bootstrapper squat. Amazing exercise for loosening up the hips and for getting in that deep squat position. You'll feel way more loose after that and your hips will be very much more mobile. Next exercise I really like for hip mobility is to roll the hips and roll all around them. So you're going to be, you can't really roll the hip flexor because you got your pelvis right there, but rolling your glutes, rolling your hamstrings, rolling your quads, all the muscles in the leg up high are all going to help that hip hip mobility just by freeing up that whole girdle. So you're not really going to be going to be able to get in there, but rolling all the muscles around it will just help loosen things up in general. Do that every day roll your legs as much as you can get them all loose and my last one really my last tip is like i said at the beginning of this little segment here about hips is don't sit too much right if you can stand stand don't be sitting all the time sitting makes you tight sitting is definitely not helping your mobility and most of the time you're not sitting with good form you're not sitting in a deep squat you're probably slouching your feet are probably you know or your knees are probably a little higher than your hips, which, you know, is just making your hips even shorter. You're sitting in a car, you're getting tight. You're sitting in a plane, you're getting tight. Sitting in your office chair and you're getting tight. If you do have to sit a lot for your job, get up a lot. Walk around, you know, take breaks. Even just stand up and do some work for a little bit. If a standing desk is an option, go for that. If it's not, walking around will help. And also get up, do some hip stretches, do a hip flexor stretch, Maybe do that bootstrap or squat stretch just to get your range of motion back 
after every little bout of sitting. For every hour of sitting, you should be doing at least 15 minutes of squat mobility, which sounds like a lot, and it is. It's trying to get you to stop sitting so much. Big problem in our society, and definitely one of the high reasons why hip, hip mobility is just not good for most people. Before I wrap up today's episode, I wanted to touch on one quick thing about squats. Now, I recommend you put them in your workouts, whether it's different variations. Most people have to start with box squats or goblet squats. Now, I wanted to touch on, though, if you don't have the mobility to do squats, don't push the depth. If you push your depth with heavy weight on your back, you're just going to hurt yourself. So work on that mobility and apply that into your workout. So safety first, right? There's lots of safer substitutes than barbell squats, like I was mentioning, goblet squats, front squats, body weight squats. You can really use these substitutes until your mobility is better. I recommend fixing your mobility before you start pushing the weight and trying to get deeper into your squat by forcing it with more weight. Now, I do recommend that you program some kind of squats into your workout. So if it has to be a variation, go for it. I wanted to define flexibility and mobility for you as well to wrap up. Flexibility is getting into range of motion, right? You can touch your toes. You can touch your hands to the floor. That's flexibility. Mobility is being strong in that new range of motion. That's how I define it. So a, you know, mobile hips don't mean anything or flexible hips don't mean anything. If you can get in a deep squat, if you're not strong out of that low position, mobile hips mean you can get in that low position with weight in your back or with weight in front of you, and you can you know work that whole range of motion in your exercise. Don't cut yourself short. If you have to back off, back off on your weight, do so. That's what I've been doing lately. I had my squat up to 315, 330, something like that, but I wasn't quite happy with the depth I was hitting. I was hitting it about 90 degrees, a little bit of forward lean. I wanted to fix that. So I dialed back the weight. I'm more around, you know, 225, 250 as far as the weight goes, which is not that much for me for reps. So I dialed back the weight a little bit, and I've really been working on mobility, been working on the strength out of that lower portion, the speed. Those are the things that will really help your hip mobility and becoming strong in the new range of motion. You're improving your rep quality. It's not always about quantity. It's not always about the weight you can add to the bar. It's not always about the reps you can do. Sometimes it's about how good those reps are, how good they feel, and how much range of motion you can get. Well, guys, thanks for listening. That will do it for another Workout Wednesday. Workout Wednesday. Today's episode, like I said, brought to you by you. Thank you for subscribing, for listening to the show, and for reviewing. If you have any questions, just leave a comment for this post on triplefpodcast.com. I'll answer them on the show. Got a couple good episodes coming up with some listener questions. Looking forward to those. I'll see you guys on Friday, where it's Foodie Friday. I'm talking nutrition and diet tips. I'm Jordan Stoltz. Power through the rest of your week, guys, and work on that hip mobility. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. 